I want you guys to understand that everything is content and everything is content. So document, document, document. Today we're doing something a little bit different. I am a sponsor of the AANG, which is the Attorney and Accountants Networking Group. In a COVID world where it's difficult to network, I always wanna meet people, always wanna spread ideas. So this podcast is me educating and giving value to this particular group of professionals on how they need to use social media and create content in order to expand their business. Enjoy. I love it when a plan comes together. Okay, so who am I? In the real estate world, I am known as the handsome home buyer. You may agree, you may disagree, but uh, after this, I promise you, you will remember me if you didn't from last year. Essentially, I am the largest fix and flip investor on Long Island. That's where I started. I buy anywhere from 70 to 110 houses a year. Plus, I do commercial development that ranges anywhere right now from multiple assisted living facilities, Starbucks, condo deal, affordable housing, self-storage. The sky is the limit. I have a master's degree from NYU in real estate development, which I'm very proud of that I just finished this year at the ripe old young age of 40. Um, I own a, thank you, thank you. I own a, um, a permit and expediting company called Captain Permit. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I own a property management company, a construction company. We're essentially a vertically integrated real estate development company that will turn into a private equity company in the next three to five years. That is my goal. So that is me. The purpose of, so that is myself. The purpose of this is, um, I wanna talk about something that I do very, very well and everybody must do very, very well if they're going to stay relevant um, in the modern world of business, in my opinion. So. This, with that said, I'm bringing you social media or die, or in this case, it's content creation or die. Like I said, my name is Charles Weinraub. Um, I don't know if you guys have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of that, but hopefully you will have some, if not all of that, by the time we are done. My phone number is on the bottom. So, um, question, and I know everybody doesn't wanna speak, but you can raise hands. I'm a pretty interactive guy, even though this is Zoom. Uh, who here is looking for more business? Anybody here want more business? Sure. Bill Belmont, you don't want more business, buddy? Come on. You want more. Yes, thank you. Did you just give me the finger? Did you wave your head? <laughs> okay, another question. Who here is retiring in the next five to 10 years? And, I'm, and by that, I don't mean you're gonna hit the lottery, you're just, you're gonna make a ton of money and just retire an island somewhere. I mean, respectfully, you're, you're old and you're finished. Well, Charles, if you say we're looking for more business and we're doing it the right way, can't we retire in the next five to 10 years? Well, I guess it all depends. Like myself, um, I'll never retire. It doesn't matter how much money I make. I'm a simple guy, I'm wearing $20 jeans I got from The Gap and a shirt that my girl, actually my girlfriend bought all of it for me. If, I, if she didn't buy me clothes, I wouldn't really have any clothes, I would disintegrate. But the point is, I love what I do every day so much, stuff like this, that I will do it literally till I die. I guess, I agree. I guess the question is, get to the point where you're financially free or passive income or whatever it is that you don't have to work, or some people are just like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I wanna retire at 30, 40, 50, I wanna go fishing, whatever your dream is. The only reason why I'm saying that is because if you are not planning on leaving your business anytime in the next five to 10 years, this is the most important thing in existence. 
And what I'm about to share with you is, an, is absolutely vital. If you do not do it, remember this day, remember this conversation. If you do not do this, you will very, very quickly start to lose market share. This is happening at an insane rate, but I promise you, if you listen to me and you put some of these into practice, if not all of them, I would really appreciate a DM, a text, or a phone call later saying, I really appreciate that because this transformed my business and now it's everything I ever hoped it would be. So again, everybody needs to be doing this if you are currently looking to increase your business, okay? Biggest fallacies out there in creating content. I create a massive amount of content, which I'm gonna explain at the end of this, but people always say to themselves the following. I don't create content, meaning I don't post videos, pictures, etc., on every major platform out there, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. And the number one excuses I hear from people are the following. I didn't grow up with technology. Who here is like, listen, I didn't grow up with all this tech social media stuff. It's not for me. Who, who feels that way? Right? I mean, listen, you, you didn't grow up, you, didn't, you weren't born learning how to drive, you weren't born learning how to do half the stuff. You can learn to do this. You weren't born with a law degree or a CPA, right? You can learn. A lot of people also think with content creation, they have nothing to say. Looking around this room and meeting a lot of you last year, I know that there is nothing further from the truth. You guys have a tremendous amount of knowledge, education that you can share with the world that will bring you a tremendous amount of business, okay? I don't like how I look on camera. I call myself the handsome home buyer. I'm a five, maybe a six in the looks department. I would like to think that the personality boosts it close to a 10, but the point is, it doesn't matter what you look like. People don't care. They just want to know what you have to say, okay? A lot of other people, in, a lot of people in your position would say, I'm a professional, I have to be careful of what I post. Everybody in here is a good person. You guys know that anything you put out is gonna be genuine from the heart, and you're licensed professionals, so there, there won't be any problem there. I don't want my life on display. A lot of people feel like they don't want to be on social media because they don't want their life on display. Here's the great thing about social media. I post a tremendous amount of content. I post nothing of my personal life. You control what you put on social media and because of that, you can shape how the public sees you, what they see, etc. Um, and the last thing I hear from a lot of people is, I'm afraid of getting bad reviews. Listen, if you are out there genuinely doing a great job, you are going to get great reviews. And here's the good news. I put out a ton of content, a lot of free education in the real estate space trying to help people. I have haters, people bashing me, whatever. It's a very, very, very small percentage of people. And that means I'm doing something right. If you're getting noticed to the point where people need to take the time out to disagree with whatever you're saying, it means that you're doing something right. So never, ever be worried about bad reviews if you're putting out a quality product, which I have no doubt that everybody here is. All right, so why create content? Does everybody understand what, what I mean by creating content, first of all? Yeah, everybody? Give me like a, an ear, something. All right, traditional media methods are dead. Or if they're not, they're, it's, they're like two drags away on the cigarette butt from being gone. I'm gonna use real estate, advertising comparisons, although these are pretty universal. 
Back in the day, agents used to be in penny savers, on bus stops, things of that nature. That does not work anymore. This is your penny saver, this is your bus stop, and the best news about this is, it's free. It's free, and it's global, and it's scalable, and it could happen faster than anything you have ever seen in your entire life. It is very, and it is very important to divert funds from what you're doing now to this, because traditional media is extremely expensive. Your ROI on internet-based social media is way, way, way higher. People are living on their phones. I think that is something that you can't debate. Every time we go out to dinner, we look next to the couple next to us, they're both on their phones, they don't talk to each other, and we say, wow, how sad. The good news is for them is that same couple 30 years ago just sat there and didn't talk to each other either. So now at least they have something to entertain themselves with and they play on their phone. Brand is the only thing that matters, right? Building a brand is extremely important. People call the handsome home buyer when they want to sell any kind of real estate because the handsome home buyer is etched into their brain, into their subconscious. You need to have your practices etched. When people think personal injury, when they think forensic accounting, when they think um, being audited by the state, they want to think this firm, that firm, whatever it is. Like I was saying before, it, it doesn't matter if you're pissed that all the, all the kids do is play on their phone. I myself at 40 find myself being like, ah, these kids don't go out to play, and then I catch myself, and I said, it, it, it doesn't matter, this is the future, this is where people's attention is, this is where you, we all have to be, okay? And again, social media is where people put their attention, and it is absolutely free to the market. There are paid things you can do, yes, but for the most part it is free and that's where I think everybody should stop. So a premise that I want everybody to understand as well before we go to the next slide is stop hoarding your knowledge, no one's taking what is yours. Meaning a lot of people feel that if they put out valuable information that people won't need them, they'll go somewhere else, they won't pay for the service. That's not the way it works. <clears throat> God forbid if I'm being audited and I need a good accountant and somebody puts out multiple videos about ways to handle different audits, I'm not gonna try to take on that audit myself. I'm gonna say, wow, this man or woman really knows their stuff, I'm gonna call them. And you could well, be interesting the- interesting that you say that because just, so I felt like, oh, how do I look on camera and what do I have to say? I, I, all those things that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. and the 23 year olds in my office were like, Karen, we're getting a tripod and a camera and we're putting it in front of your desk and we're about to take 10 videos on any topic you want, a minute or less, what do you want to do? And I did just what you're saying. Oh, do you have an IRS audit? Do you have a New York State residency audit? Do you owe money to the New York State and IRS? We got 1,300 views in two weeks. Yep. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Mike, Mike. I don't know if I got any clients from it. You're gonna tell us how you convert that now. Mic drop. Everything, Hi. everything. Thank you very much for, for giving that example that I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. The, the answer to your question quickly before I go to the next slide is, there are ways to do that, but it's about consistency. You can't just do that one time. You have to do it all day, every day, and you will have so much business, you won't even know what to do. The phone will be ringing so much, you won't even know where it's coming from. But we'll touch on that at the end. All right, so what platforms do you need to be on on our second to last slide? So here are the major platforms. Everybody needs to be on every one of these platforms. I know it's kind of overwhelming, but we'll get into that in the last slide after this and I'll discuss it a little bit more. But LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn is a massive opportunity. I'm sure most of you guys are on LinkedIn. It's a professional platform, but the thing is in the last year or two, it is, if you guys have noticed, LinkedIn, the page when you go on it is starting to change. They have stories, it's more interactive, it's becoming more like Facebook. The good news is these things are about attention. There's a certain amount of people putting a certain amount of content into whatever the page is, the medium is, and there's a certain amount of people watching it. Right now, there's way more people looking than putting in content or advertising, which means if you put in whatever you post organically spreads a lot faster. That particular site caters to more of written word, writing articles that you can post there, putting short little just thoughts about you know, your day or a topic or whatever is going on that's professional. People, every one of these platforms caters to a different type of person. You have to be on all of them because they're usually in different age groups, but you have to present the information differently on each platform because of who your audience is. So TikTok, everybody here heard of TikTok? So TikTok is huge in the 15 to 20 year old space. It's a 60 second Alexa video platform. Everybody thinks it's something you just dance on and they shouldn't be there. I'm gonna tell you a very quick story about TikTok. So I post on TikTok three times a day, two to three times a day, I need to post more on it. But I usually get 100 views, two views, 300 views, nothing crazy. When the whole thing came out about Trump in the election, about how he doesn't pay taxes, I posted a video, an educational video, not a political video, of how Trump legally avoids paying taxes by utilizing depreciation for his buy and hold assets. In one week, I got 180,000 views. So, and then the next video I posted got 13 views. But the point is, we are all one video away, one post away from potentially getting millions of people to know who we are for free that never knew who we were before. Wait, I want to interrupt and ask a question. Sure. So, if, you're, if your audience is not 15 to 21 year olds, why would you post on TikTok? Because that's the, so a couple reasons. Good, very good question. A, that's the bulk, but that's not everybody. Just because the overall majority are in that age group doesn't mean that there aren't other people that are 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever. Um, on top of that, the 21 year old today is the 31 year old tomorrow or in 10 years who needs your services. Or the 18 year old today who gets his first job, who opens his first business at 25 and needs an attorney or an accountant. Did you hear this success story about the guy who uh, sang, mouthed the words to the Fleetwood Mac song? Yes. Got a, got a free truck. Yes. Cranberry juice for a year. Now Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Mick Fleetwood himself uh, copied it. And then one of the women, I think, uh, I can't remember which one. I, I don't remember if it was Christine McVie or uh, the other mm -hmm. one. Yes. What? Well, you know, Ken, I, I, I actually, just to reinforce what he's saying is, I myself was yelling at my daughter for spending too much time on, uh, I should even say this to Charles now. I yelled at my daughter for spending too much time on TikTok and I'm freaking obsessed with the damn thing. <laughs> you I are. get my news from there. What's interesting about TikTok is, to make it interesting for you is, when you see something that's on it, if you read the comments, it's a good way for you to get a sense of what's going on in an industry, in a culture, or the minds that people have. So the other thing to keep in mind is that 21 year old may be working at a company and sitting in a meeting where someone says, I need so-and-so or has anybody heard of so-and-so and that person at that point is thinking it because once they see something they like on this one platform, they both start following you on any of your other platforms, which will then bring you into more of those gatekeepers, decision makers you're looking to get. 
So because I've never been on TikTok, again, the 23-year-olds in my office wanted to be on TikTok. So I said to the marketing girl, do whatever you want. Like, So she actually put things on TikTok for my firm. And we got one phone call, but it was from a 21-year-old who had, you know, a small tax liability and couldn't afford to hire me. Yeah, but it's like, it's like you know, it's all of our marketing efforts by all of us, especially those of us who are, well, I don't think any of us should say that we're older, but you know, we're either hunting it, we're farming it, or we're fishing it, right? Sometimes you put something out there, you get a call the next day, so you hunted it. Other times it takes, you know, farming. You gotta soil the, the ground, you gotta seed it, you gotta wait a while, it takes some time for it to ferment out there, and you get your social traction as time goes on. I mean, I think Charles is gonna get more into how he's talking about laying that foundation, putting that time in, and getting traction from that process. It's a little bit harder to quantify building a personal brand, but you start to feel it. And I'm gonna explain how I you know, went to, into it after this slide. So um, real quickly, Instagram is hugely popular in the 25 to 35 year olds. It's picture, video. Facebook is the best place to market. You have 35 to 65 year olds. Facebook ads are unbelievably uh, undervalued for compared to other traditional mediums right now. It's primarily a video platform, but you can post pictures as well, obviously. Twitter, Twitter is making a massive comeback. Uh, from what I understand, the original team that created Twitter that had left came back, and now they're making like subtle little tweaks that are really exploding the platform. A lot of people think it was, you know, Trump who started utilizing it. It, it wasn't. It was just the, the tweaks that they were making that made it a lot more user friendly. Uh, YouTube, long form video platform, very, very, very important. I just started doing this thing called Community. It's a text platform. You guys might want to look into this. It's an app that gives you a text phone number. So what I do is every time I create content all day, every day, I plug my text platform. People text into it, asking me all kinds of real estate related questions. And then once a day, when I have 15 minutes, I'll respond to as many of them as possible. And it's a way for me to directly interact with the public, basically across the country, in regards to real estate. It's a way for me to give back, and you never know what kind of opportunity. Plus, it also allows you to capture their phone numbers, and they've given you permission to market to them. So you don't abuse this, but periodically, once a week, maybe twice a week, if I have something that I want to share with them, typically it's more for them than me, I could blast it out to all these people that have been texting me. So it's a, it's a very, very cool thing. And for professionals like yourself, it's something that would work extremely well. All right. Do you find that intrusive? Like you're constantly getting texts on your phone? No, it, it's an app. So it's on the app and the texts come in. I don't see them light up. What, whenever I get 15 minutes throughout the day, I'll open up the app and say, oh, I have 37 text messages from 35 different people. And I'll respond to as many as I can. And that's it. But just the fact that you're willing to do that for people, people really appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, it's just part of this whole force. Like I always tell people, listen, you have to be doing 20, 30, 40, 50 different little things consistently well all the time to generate business and build a brand. So. Have a comprehensive plan. So here are just some of the things that I do literally on a daily basis. Podcasts. Podcasting will change your life. I have a podcast, I do two podcasts a week. Podcasting is the cheapest yet awesome, most awesome thing out there. And after this I'll explain how I got started and how you can kind of go through. But how many people here listen to podcasts? Not often, but yeah, not often. So here's the great thing about a podcast. I have a podcast that started in a, in a roach-infested basement in Levittown five, four years ago. 
but it, with a with a hundred dollar microphone and a free um, software, and it was just audio, and we put it out. But a podcast is one of those things where it gives me the ability to educate the public, share a message, promote a guest, and get to meet people that I would never have gotten to meet before. I've called up some pretty heavy hitters and said, hey, listen, I have a podcast. Would you be willing to come on? They get so excited about it because they've never done a podcast and it's such a cool thing. And let's face it, people love to talk about themselves. They do. People absolutely love to talk about themselves. So this gives you guys the opportunity to speak, to do all those things. Speak to people, spread their message. And the cool thing about a podcast is it lives out on, on YouTube, let's say. I blast it, we get we blast it out to all kinds of, you know, Spotify, iTunes, it can be downloaded. It's on YouTube as a video. Then you can either, if you have a video person or if you outsource to a video person, they can chop the podcast up into 20 or 30 little micro pieces of content that you can post throughout the weeks, the months, the days. So it's a very efficient way to generate a tremendous amount of content that you can put out because it's very important to be constantly posting so you're constantly in people's face because people are constantly on their phone. It's like the TV commercial that blasts multiple times a day every time you know, people are watching TV. This is the TV. Post across three platforms. So I post on every platform three times a day. All those platforms that I mentioned, I post on all those platforms three times a day, plus I put stories up. So I generate anywhere from 50 to 100 pieces of content a day, which is nowhere near the amount of content that I should be putting out, but nowhere near what you have to worry about putting out when you first start. Find time to eat three meals a day after that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not married, I don't have kids, and I work very, very hard because I really, I really, really love it. It's, it's just, I, I can't breathe without it. So I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Plus, I have a team. Like, I have 25 people that work for me. I now have a full-time content creator who videos and edits with me all day, every day, and we need to hire another two people. Like, we're building an in-house media company that just deals with content creation, posting, social media platforms, written word, articles, blogs, etc. Vlogs. A vlog is something, I do two of these a week. You can check out my YouTube channel if you'd like. Uh, one of them is educational, one of them is called Handsome Weekly, which is like a mini HDTV show of what I do on a weekly basis, where it's anywhere from five to ten minutes, and it's like a mini movie. I do those. Uh, I put these things out called Nuggets, which are anywhere from 20 seconds to two minutes on just my thoughts on a topic, philosophical things, a, a quick lesson, how to educate people, whatever it is. I do a tremendous amount of collaboration. I bring real estate agents in, I bring attorneys in, I do all kinds of things with people because I want to help them, they want to help me, and we share our platforms. So if, if we do something together, I am now exposed to their platform and their people who don't know me, and they are now exposed to my platform and my people who don't know them, and that is how you quickly grow a following and attention. All right, the text platform I mentioned before, we post all kinds of pictures and things, just regular pictures of what we're doing, pictures of me in a situation that we put text over that's a message, whether it be inspirational or educational. We post articles or we transcribe videos into articles and then we post those as, as blogs. Uh, get creative. That's what this is about. Um, interacting with people and jumping into conversations, meaning you can go on Twitter 
and you could spend a half an hour a day searching keywords, jumping into conversations, and talking to people and giving them education. You could go anywhere that you know attorneys, accountants, you know business people are. You can jump into their conversations by searching hashtags and things like that, and drop little pieces of advice. And slowly but surely, people start to follow you. They start sharing your stuff, and that's how you you build a brand. Um, my question: What percentage of your revenues come from all of this? Like, if the return on investment, what so, percentage of your income? So this is what I'll say again. 85%, so I'm on TV, I'm on radio, I'm everywhere. 85% of my business comes from relationships. And this is just one way that I build relationships, what I'm doing now with you through social media. I mean, it's COVID. A little birdie told me, who's very connected with the CDC, that we are gonna get shut down for four to eight weeks the week after Thanksgiving. They're gonna do a full New York lockdown, right? They do not want people together for the holidays. That may or may not happen, but most likely it will based on this gentleman that told me. How do you network in COVID? How do you share who you are in COVID in an in, in environment where you cannot meet people? Social media is that extension of yourself and everybody's on their phone because they have nothing else to do. So to answer your question, Karen, you can't quantify it in that way. You have to be doing this at scale because it's one of the 20 things you have to do to generate a business. What I will tell you is this. I buy 70 to 110 houses a year, and we're gonna scale to 200 houses a year in the most competitive market in the country. If I wasn't doing this, there is no way I would be doing that. I have people that hit me up off Instagram who have never met me before and said, I have a deal to sell you, regardless of what that is. So I can tell you that I've bought deals directly off people on social media who've watched my stuff, but I can also tell you that it keeps me top of mind for people that I've already met who wouldn't be thinking about me when they had an opportunity had, they, had I not be in their face all the time. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So, where to start? My last slide. It's not important, just start. You have to start. This is very overwhelming. You could take this slideshow and break it down. Pick one thing, pick two things, pick three things. Start to implement them. Feel the traction. Then as you, as you grow, implement more. So. A year and a half ago, I decided that I was gonna build a personal brand. And I didn't wanna put, I didn't know if I 100% believed in it because to Karen's point, how do you measure the direct ROI of building a personal brand and making videos and being this crazy guy on the internet? So I hired a gentleman to work with me a half a day a week and come in and video. And we would do a podcast, we would do a vlog, we would do three nuggets, and he would give me some pictures that I would pepper out. And uh, I worked with him for a year, and the transformation was insane. Not that followers really matter, but just to give you like some statistics, some stats. I started with him with um, 650 Instagram followers. When he left a few, uh, about two months ago, uh, I had 5,200 Instagram followers. I had 1,800 Facebook friends when he left. I had 4,700 Facebook friends and was almost maxed out. Wow. I had gotten a tremendous amount of buzz and deals. This is when I knew it was big. COVID, I was working with him, COVID hit. COVID started to die down. I went to a networking event, the first one, this thing called Brewery, which had majority of 25 to 35 year olds. I walked in there and you would have thought I was a full blown celebrity. The, that, last year I did less deals than I've ever done because the market was inflated, so I pulled back to wait for something to happen, which it did. 
And they were like, bro, you're killing it. I was like, this is the year that I did less deals than I ever did before. And more people knew me than ever before. And it was only because of social media. So, so who was this guy? Let's share that information. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll put him in there. But there's a lot of people like him. I'm actually gonna email you guys, um, a couple people I know that do that. So to come full circle with that, after a year I knew that this is gonna work. And when something works, you dump more into it. Like if, if you have a, um, if you're putting some kind of a Facebook ad out or you have an advertising medium that's working, you just, once you have the system, you just add more money to it. So I hired Levy, who's filming me right now as we speak, to be my full-time content creator. He's with me 40, 50, 60, God bless him, hours a week, recording. Is he the guy who helped you build in the first place? No, 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 that, that gentleman's name is Matt R. Visual. He's a freelance guy, he doesn't work for somebody. Now I have an actual employee, let's see. Oh, Levy, say hi to the people at home. I have, an, I have an actual employee who his entire job is video editing and helping me post videos. He is the first of what will turn into a dozen or more people over the next few years whose sole job it is to create content. Because like I'm saying, the old way of advertising is dead. The new way is to create an in-house uh, media company that concentrates on all these things and you're, you're self-promoting. So Charles, in just wrapping up, uh, again, thanks and I appreciate you know, all the questions that uh, everyone stopped in. We're gonna open it up for a few other questions as well. You, but you pay for Facebook work. ads and Google ads and things like that? Okay, so two points. Let me address that question then something else that you said that really sparked me. So um, we are now starting to run Facebook ads, yes. There's so much to do that you can't do it all one Chat. So yes, we're gonna start running Facebook ads. We're gonna start targeting uh, realtors directly. We're gonna start targeting distressed sellers directly, people with large commercial properties directly. Uh, yes, we do that and we have to do a lot more of it. Um, what I was saying before, social media, here's the thing, very, very important. You can't just hire a social media firm to do your social media and manage your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, you can't. And this is why, it has to be you. It has to be authentically you. People have to see you and feel that they know you. People know me. Biggest compliment I get is, people see me on Instagram and Facebook, et cetera, they meet me in person, they say, wow, you're the same guy in person that you are on the internet. All you have to do is pick this up, press record, and post it. That's it, it's that simple. But you have to make the time, and let me tell you something, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it is vital if you wanna grow your business. I agree, and we have to make the time for it in our day. We're, we're busy, we're working, and sometimes it seems like we have so much to do, we don't have time to do it, but we gotta build that into our uh, presence. Even if it's you know going on LinkedIn and posting an article and adding a comment, just doing that is at least something. I have a client that's a young kid, he's a 20-something, he's a professional gamer. Yep. And he's his own YouTube channel. He's got, I don't know, maybe a half a million followers. Yep. The money he gets paid by YouTube, he has a contract with YouTube, he gets paid over 200 grand a year to have the channel. Yep. Plus he gets paid advertising for all the, you know, those ads that come in along the way. The kid's 23 and he makes $500,000 having a YouTube channel playing video games. Yep. Wow. Crazy. That's how, that's how crazy this is. And that's, there's money out there and the exposure is out there. Everything that Charles is saying about He's very well known in that community by all these young kids and they even donate money to him through PayPal because they like what he's doing. They send him money in addition to all that. 
So it's, it's, it's insane, but it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's the thing. And you're, you're absolutely right. You have, to, you have to be involved with it. Great enthusiasm. Thank you. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate the time. Questions? If I, I know we have to went. If anyone has questions now, we can follow up with that. Any questions? I think what you just said was the easiest thing for anyone that hasn't done it before is many of us are on industry groups or whatever it may be that send us those weekly or daily email updates. You can easily just cut and paste that email you got with the news article and drop it into your LinkedIn. You don't even have to put a a whole commentary about it. You could just say, this is what happens if you don't pay taxes. This is what happens when this PPE, whatever it is, puts you out there on LinkedIn. It's so easy to do. And then boom, all your followers end up getting that pop-up on that one time for that. It's just a really easy way to get yourself comfortable using the platforms. You just take an article, you cut and paste it into LinkedIn and, and you hit it. That's it. Yeah, you guys take for granted all the stuff you know. Like while I was listening to you speak and you started talking about PPE forgiveness, I was texting my accountant saying, yo, they're doing the PPE forgiveness already? Like all of you guys should get off here, make a video, a blog, an article, and post on every platform saying, PPE can possibly be forgiven. This is how it's go this is how it's going. This is how it's working. Reach out to your accountant, your professional, whatever it is, and talk about it. Those are the things that you should do. Now, I, during this meeting, a, a client just emailed me five minutes ago. How is how is the PPP forgiveness coming along? So he actually just as we're speaking, he just emailed me. If I could jump in real quick before I, I leave you all, I just I want to just kind of leave this with you. Um, COVID has changed the world in a way that it will never be the same, ever, right? And people as a whole fear change. They don't like it. But there's either two types, but with great change comes massive, massive opportunity. So you're either gonna be the type of people that embrace constant change because that's the world we live in, especially with technology, or you're not. And if you embrace the change and move with the ebbs and flows, you'll be very successful in, in what you do. So I just, um, I just want to encourage people to not be stuck on the way things were because it's, it's changing every day. And with that, I love you all. I am available to you as a resource if there's anything you ever need. If you ever have property or a house that smells like cat pee, I'm your guy. Oh, I, know I'm a, I know I'm a guest here, but interrupt, I have a transaction going with Charles. So if you have ever a client who uh, needs someone to get involved in the real estate deal, he is very reputable. Uh, and he's a man of action. He gets things done. So thank you. And vice vice versa. I've referred people to Joel, and he's done an amazing job. He's working with a bunch of realtors, and they all say great things about him. So, right back at you, Joel. Charles, you're a TED talk. Charles, you're a true thought leader. Thank you. I appreciate it.